you're listening to the Sunday Show Tunes podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Maureen. Coming up on today's episode, we'll be chatting with West End star Liam Tamney. Liam Tamney has starred in the London productions of Les Miserables, Phantom of the Opera, Hairspray and Wicked. And he's just returned to the stage of London's Dominion Theatre to play Ramesses in the hit production of Stephen Schwartz's The Prince of Egypt. We are thrilled. Liam's here with us this afternoon. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, babe? Yeah, we're, we're great, good. thank you. We're happy to be back together again. Yeah, I bet. Okay, what is it like? We're all dying to know. What is it like to be back on a stage in the West End? It's beautiful, but it's scary. Uh, there's the, my anxiety is like through the roof constantly because we're just dreading that potential phone call of unfortunately someone's tested positive or someone's come right. in contact and it's too widespread and all of those sort of things. But it is beautiful to actually hear an audience chuckling, oh. laughing, applauding. I mean, the first night we opened, I was an emotional wreck, like a real, real wreck because the last 15, 16 months has been one of the hardest times in my life. Um, it was scary and it is just the numbers of people that have left the industry and the shows that have closed and the effects it's had mm. on mental health. It was just a frightening thing, but we just all were just doing it for that reason. That first show was to be, to, to be for the audience, but also for our industry in general, that mm. we were the very lucky and fortunate ones to be able to put on right. our show. And so I'm grateful for that, but it's, it is it's nerve wracking. It's scary to think that the government just doesn't have our back like they do with the no. second. No. It must have been nice for you during the whole, sort of reassuring, I think the word is, that, that your producers seemed to really be behind the Prince of Egypt, though, didn't they? It was always definitely, it was coming back. They were consistently working to, to bring it back. Did you feel yeah. sort of comforted by that? Yeah. I mean, I have a great relationship with Neil and Michael. And I've worked for Michael before, obviously with Wicked, that was my first job. But during this um, hiatus, should we say, um, Neil and Michael have really invested into our company, into our show, but it also extends to the whole of the creative team on the US side and in the UK. And everyone is active in terms of everything that happened with Black Lives Matter movement really impacted. And of course, you both know that we are very much a very diverse company on stage. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, there is always work to be done backstage and within the orchestra and across the whole theatre industry in general. But Neil and Michael really invested in understanding and, and gaining more knowledge and working out how they could make this show very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very like uh, helpful for us, for people of colour that are within the production. Yes. Very inclusive and representative. And so... For me, I built up a really good relationship because we created this diversity sort of committee forum and we would meet every oh, week nice. and discuss sectors of like through gender, disability, sexuality, faith, race, um, age, size, and we would sort of dissect the industry in general. And so we created this thing and it's ongoing and there's a few from the cast, stage management um, of, within the theatre and marketing and the producers. And so we literally spent a lot of time together so knowing the, the gamble that they actually were taking and not, that they haven't had any financial support and that they were being sort of the risk takers and putting themselves right. out there so early, I'm so grateful for that because 
we have work and we are working, but also I feel this show really resonates with people with exactly what has just happened mm -hmm. about mm. oppression, about obviously plagues, about privilege, about family, about faith, about loss, about love, about relationships. It, that's what this show is all about. And if anyone that has gone through the last 15, 16 months and sits and watches that show and doesn't resonate with anything in it, then I don't understand what they've just sat through with <laughs> in the last 15, 16 months. They're dead. They're deadly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we really are in a fortunate position. And that is down to two fantastic producers, but also Chris and Brian on the DreamWorks side as well in the US. They have been very vocal and supportive throughout the whole sort of last crazy year and a half it's good to see it's been really nice to see that on social media that that, that people have been behind you and particularly you mentioned about the diverse casting yeah. of prince prince of egypt it's really leading the way in the industry i think yeah it is it is and it's so for me it's really important i'm african indian irish and a lot of people always are quite amazed to actually hear of my sort of heritage, my ethnicity. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. And it's because it's not something that I obviously speak about very openly because I never thought it was a safe space to. I thought it would impact right. my work. I thought I wouldn't get the jobs that I have played. And whereas now I'm very vocal about it because I'm proud of my heritage. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud you. about the fact that I'm a openly gay man, married gay man who's African, Indian, Irish. I don't yeah. shy away from that. and. I talk about it and I feel like everybody should have the opportunity to be seen and heard. And that's why I'm so grateful mm. for our company and our show, because there is so many people from different backgrounds and different walks of life. Don't get me wrong. I feel like there is always still further to go, um, but it is beautiful to actually see yeah. that. And the best thing about the Prince of Egypt for me, of all the shows I've ever done from Les Mis, Phantom, Rocky, Hairspray, Wicked, The Mall, actually every time i looked out into the audience it was just a lot of white faces whereas now when i look out into the audience i'm seeing so much color and i love that nice. young and that's faces. that's fairly new for the western i remember a few years back going to see dream girls mm. essentially a white audience yeah which astounded me yeah because i thought if this show doesn't reach out what what what's going wrong where's the disconnect yeah. here it's because i think i think in general the theatre industry is still slightly elitist. It is still something that the theatre ticket is very expensive. And when you're trying to reach out to a community, pardon me, of people that essentially haven't been fortunate or privileged enough to financially be stable, it does. I mean, from my own experience, going to the theatre, it was literally uh, every one, like two years, and it was probably a free ticket through school. It was not something that my parents could afford unless they right. saved up for a long right. time. It and was a special treat. Yeah, exactly. It was a very special treat, yeah. And so with when you have something like the animation, which was so successful for the Prince of Egypt, that that animation resonated because it was the first time that people saw brown people in an animation. And, and, but yeah, before right. they were either white or yellow. And so to then actually see brown people it then resonated and also faith, obviously we know it goes across all cultures and people, that story resonates with the, the of oppression and sort of <clears throat> privilege and sort of the love and the belief and the journeys that one goes on through their life. And so it was really, 
I think the reason we have done so well in terms of the audiences coming to see it for that reason is because of the fact that it is black and brown and right. white people telling yeah. a story that resonates with, with so many people. So going back to the animation, was that a film, you know, was The Prince of Egypt, the film, part of your childhood growing up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like, I would say like Aladdin was one that I was obsessed with, The Prince of Egypt. I was obsessed with this, um, another animation called Fern Gully. I don't know if anyone- Oh, no, I knew it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it, yeah. it was so wacky and unusual and it yeah. was like, so kind of ahead of its time and how they dressed it was so sort of like unusual to all the other things that were out there at the time um but yeah no the prince of egypt through my like i was raised as a catholic um because my mum's irish and that was obviously something that we knew about with biblically right right um, but it was never something that i really sort of went di dived into until the animation and then my dad would really talk about this and it was quite kind of a really big animated film for his side of the family being African and Indian and it was I just remember us all sitting down I remember exactly sitting down and watching this and we got it at we hired the, the video from blockbusters when oh you my gosh going to blockbusters yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a real treat when you'd go to blockbusters and when they didn't have your film you were really disappointed <laughs> but yeah we sat down and watched it and it really moved us all it was a, mm. an amazing like piece of art really it was just beautiful well, we've both been lucky enough to see the production uh we saw it on the first night actually it's just such a spectacular oh piece of theater and um, just so great that it's back open in the west end i just hope everybody that possibly can comes to comes Go to see this to show see it the yeah. choreography is spectacular oh my goodness <gasps> yes, it's unbelievable the choreography if, if not for nothing such... else for your piggyback ride when you're on a camera <laughs> <laughs> it is a physical show really holy is. moly Leo. It is. That's so beautiful one of the things done. that's been kind of crazy throughout this whole process of going back is is how the dancers, like, I have to take my hat off to the whole of the company and the ensemble, like for me and Luke, and like, even I would say Chrissy and Lexi and a lot of the other principals, we we are obviously very much integral to the story, but what is so vital to the story is the ensemble. Oh, it's spectacular. Yeah. It's without them, I wouldn't have a secret room to tell the story, to have an argument with my brother. Like it's stupid things, but people probably won't understand until they see it. Yeah, you it has to be it. seen to be believed. Yeah, exactly. Liam, we are sadly out of time. It's always lovely having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice to yes. see you both. Oh, good to see you too. The Prince of Egypt is at London's Dominion Theatre. For tickets and more information, head over to the theatre's website. Well, that's it for this week's episode. If you've enjoyed listening, don't forget to subscribe on your favourite listening platform. I'm Paul. And I'm Maureen. And you've been listening to the Sunday Show Tunes podcast. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.